Yeah. All right. Don't have to get aggressive. Calm down. Shut up. <laughs> don't tell me how to feel. Look, I'll tell you exactly. You hold that. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. I'm Quinn. And this is Sonny. And you guys are listening to the bite-sized mini episode, a mini hamburger, if you would, of episode number 19. 19 and a half? Nah, just 19. Are you, are you trying to... Are you trying to say that we're like a like the White Castle of the, the podcast world right now? Oof, that's that's way better than what I was thinking. Absolutely, this is the White Castle episode of Comics Collective. Before we go well, ahead, I gotta and be white in, though, because it's not Black Castle, man. Come on, the Black Castle is Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> well, Burger King is still white, so. Oh my god. Uh everybody go ahead, pull out your phones um that you're probably already listening on. Minimize the podcast app. Go on to Twitter and follow us at Comics Collect I3. Follow us on Facebook at Comics Collective. Um we're still working on the Instagram thing and uh we still are on TikTok, but we just we're not quite there yet. But uh yeah. Uh Quinn, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about what we're going to talk about today? About what we're going to talk yep. about. Yep. Okay. Yep. Talk about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, to, uh, welcome to Burger Collective. Uh, today we're going to rate our favorite burgers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, today we're going to be jumping into uh, Dan DiDio over at DC. Uh, we're also going to be chatting a little bit about uh, more picture reveals on the bat suit um from uh the new batman movie is it called the batman still i can't remember yeah the batman the batman um yeah so anyway so <laughs> diving in <laughs> sorry distractions um yeah so we're gonna be diving into that today so i guess the, <coughs> with the light topic mm. first um so i guess let's dive into the batman's uh pictures that surfaced online um so uh we saw a couple pictures of him on the motorcycle and more of like a full-fledged um suit reveal than what they showed us on like the test footage how'd you guys feel about that i thought the suit was i thought it was gritty at first like it's definitely a day one not a day one but you know mark one suit the uh the one thing I, I laughed at is when I saw his gauntlets. You know, he each they have his little uh, fins on the end of his gauntlets. <laughs> it looked like they were goddamn straps. I was like, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> Just make a bat suit day. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, it looked cool. They got the, you know, he was chasing, the person that he was supposed to be chasing in the pictures and the video was supposed to be Catwoman. So they got the setting down because it definitely looked like a Gotham area with the 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 graveyard looking area that they were riding through, but it was cool. I still I still I mean, if the rumor is true about the the symbol being his parents' um, weapon, the, the gun that, they, that was used to kill them, and that he made that symbol. I'm down for it. Then that's that's cool. It's different. It's yeah, new. I, got, I love it. I got distinct. Uh, I got distinct uh, Year Zero vibes <laughs> from like the New Fifty Two with that costume. 
Uh, it, it definitely looked like it was more cobbled together. I thought the arms looked kind of weird with that, like, armor almost on it. Well, the shoulder strap, uh, the shoulder, the shoulder pads too. Like, oh, that'll definitely yeah. make the Robin Pattinson look really fucking big. <laughs> shoulder pads. Well, he's a skinny guy anyway. Yeah. Um, Haven't seen any pictures of him yet, bulked up. Yeah. I mean, he he definitely looks a decent size in in the suit. I don't think that he's putting off that super super skinny look that everyone keeps bitching about. Right. I think that's silly too. The, the skinny factor because. Bruce Lee was skinny, you know, Jet Lee was kind of skinny. Like a lot of martial artists are skinny, but they can probably beat your ass. Right. You got lightweight, yeah. lightweight, uh, lightweight UFC fighters and shit that can kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, being the skinny, the skinny argument is just dumb, dumb people saying dumb shit. And, oh, I, yeah. and I think it's those people that try to compare him to like Ben Affleck or like, right. um, you know, things like that. Like, I mean, those were bigger guys in the role, and I think this they're going for something completely different here. Yeah, and um, I, I love that. I respect that, too. Yeah, you know. Um, but no, I, I really like the pictures. Um, it gives us some more more glimpses to what we're going to get. Yeah. Um, and hopefully this is going to be a success, because they really need help after the way that Birds of Prey performed. I think Birds of Prey probably going to pick up on the DVD and Blu-ray. Maybe. You know, I actually learned something interesting last night. Um, I was actually listening to another podcast by uh, Ethan Van Skyver, uh, who worked over at DC for a long time. Ugh. And uh, he, he, he apparently talked about, um, I, I wasn't aware, but apparently DC sold off a lot of their shares to the Joker movie. So they actually didn't really profit all that much on the Joker movie, because they put all of their uh, their metaphorical eggs in the Birds of Prey movie. Jesus. Uh, I found that really interesting. I don't I know why I, they wouldn't bank on somebody like Joaquin Phoenix. I think you probably should research that first before you go by what Ethan Van Schreiber says. But I don't, I mean, pro- sure, but... I, I don't trust him. Hmm. Is he <sighs> white? But, um... Is he white? He's definitely white. <laughs> yes. Willie doesn't trust white. white Sonny doesn't trust white people. That's that's what it is. Nah, his agent <laughs> says a lot of shit. I was just, just like, what? What the fuck did you say? Like, it's just like weird shit. Now, yeah, so I had I had EVS as a guest at a, a local comic shop that I worked at a couple of times, and he is, uh, for lack of a better term on Twitter, he's a very polarizing political figure. Yeah. And he he really gets into it with people on Twitter um, and Facebook. So and yeah, and so because of that, he did get asked to leave DC Comics because you know he didn't share their same values. Um, but but as an artist, I've always really loved his work. Uh, some of my favorite stuff to read from DC is Green Lantern, and he was on that book for years with Jeff Johns. Mm. Yeah. Um, I definitely think uh, that that suit that they put off definitely gave a kind of like first make um, feel to yeah. it. Um, like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the first suit he ever wore, like, you know, y- year one kind of feel. Man, no uh, armor. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it gave off that like hockey pads kind of vibe which i'm into 
<laughs> hockey pants. Hey. Dark night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, just reminded me of that as soon as you said that because I, I literally just rewatched that. I don't know about a week ago. My father apparently had never seen it before. I feel like I failed as a son. Um, <laughs> but uh, he he loved Dark Knight, and I can't wait to see what he thinks about a new Batman movie. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Definitely, definitely excited for it. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the DC end of uh, R.I.P. Dan Dido. The Dio. The Dio. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. All right. So excuse me while I pull up my notes here for a second. I want to make sure I'm not well, misspeaking on certain well, things. Go while you're doing that, uh, yeah. I was just going to say, Sonny, why don't you go ahead and list off uh, what he's best known for over at DC. Uh, <laughs> he's best known for just killing Nightwing, uh, wanting no Robins, just getting rid of the old, the old guard of the DC universe. He doesn't want people to have kids. He doesn't want to have people to be grown. It's just like, he just, he's, in my opinion, I think he's like, he's the opposite of what DC was. Like a lot of the legacy stuff, he didn't like. Okay. You know, he wanted uh, to get rid of Dick Drake. He wanted to get rid of Tim uh, Tim Drake. Yep. And let me uh, let me hop in there. Uh, sorry, I got my notes together. And as we're talking about what he's most prolific for, uh, is so he is so for anybody that doesn't know, Dan DiDio is the uh, vice president, uh, executive editor over at DC. Um. So basically, what he said would go. Um, he was basically the head honcho that was responsible for the New 52 in that first launch, uh, which was really, really well received and put DC back on the map financially until about a year or two into that, uh, when sales started to die and the vision kind of, um, <coughs> kind of lost its way from what they were originally trying to do. Dan DiDio, for all intents and purpo- uh, purposes, he really wanted to um modernize dc which i think sounded easier in theory uh so new 52 failed uh rebirth was what took its place and uh he was not on um i think that was kind of taken out of his hands and so what he had planned to do um was to launch a new soft reboot called uh well codenamed 5g fifth generation where he would bring in uh kind of how marvel just had like a bunch of legacy heroes under different names um he was going to bring a new batman into the fold uh someone else maybe taking the place of superman for a minute you know you know filling in those archetypes where uh i feel like dc is just getting back off the ground again um, but anyway, uh, to get to the actual news, uh, it's been reported that he had either been, uh, fired or has walked away from DC. Um, for those that don't know, DC's parent company is AT&T, um, who also owns Warner Brothers, and it's looking like he was possibly let go. 
Uh, but he had been there for a very long time with the company. Uh, and so now everyone is wondering if this line-wide uh, relaunch is even going to be happening now, because that was planned for October of 2020. Um, uh, go ahead, finish. <clears throat> yeah, so so now they're wondering, <coughs> people are wondering and trying to speculate who will be taking his job. And... Um, most people think it's going to be Jim Lee, who has been there for a long time, although apparently it's widely, you know, I don't know many people in the industry, but apparently it's widely known over at DC that Jim Lee does not want that long term. So I think DC now is trying to scramble to find a plan to have somebody kind of lead their company forward. Otherwise, they might be in some some uh, further financial trouble. <laughs> in the coming in the in the coming years they don't come up with a plan pretty soon because it looks like whether he was let go or had left on you know his own terms uh you know uh dan didio was uh losing the company money and so dc apparently needs to get back on track and they're trying to find the best solution to do that uh so thoughts any uh any Add any uh, additions there, uh, Sonny? Uh, well, personally, Rob, Lif- Rob Lightfield also put a tweet out saying that he was happy that Dan Didio was gone. Rob Lightfield had a lot of issues with DC over the last couple of years, especially with his New 52 stuff. Um, his Deathstroke, his um, Deathstroke, uh, what else did he Hawk and Dove? Because he brought yeah. Hawk and Dove back out. Deathstroke, Hawk and Dove, Grifter, and um, he had one more book. I can't what it was wow, now. Grifter was definitely wave one. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> he came in at the. He was the artist towards the end of that book. Yeah, but yeah, he, um, he, he had, like he had one more thing. But the last time he worked was New Fifty Two so for DC. So the last thing he just he just he wasn't into him. A lot of people online are like, "Oh man, that's not cool that you say a guy lost his job." And you know, trust me, Dan Didio is fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's fine. So, and the person that would know the most would be Rob Rob Liefeld because he was in all that shit when all that stuff went down. That's why you know you see him. He put his band into Marvel every once in a while because he was a DC boy growing up. Rob Liefeld. He he got into drawing because of DC. Um, he started at DC first and then went to Marvel and then you know and, and we all know the history. And- yeah, for yeah, free image, and uh, creative image, yeah. <laughs> right. So I personally, I'm on the accord with Rob Liefeld because a lot of stuff Dan Didio did, uh, Didio, whatever you said his name is. Didio. Um, Didio. He, he, he tried to kill a lot of characters that I love and a lot of characters that I grew up with just because he, he didn't really have a reason for it. He just said, I, didn't like, I don't like those characters. And he just wanted to kill them. And it was like a lot of Wizard magazines back in the day, Wizard and all the different comic book magazines that I used to buy. It was like legit articles of him saying these words. I don't like Dick Grayson. I don't like Tim Drake. Um, the best thing they ever did was Jason Todd and bringing him back is the Red Hood, which is, I mean, I agree with that sentiment. It was the same. Jason Todd mm-hmm. coming back was, was a good thing. But the Dick Grayson, the Tim Drake thing, it's like that, those characters made Batman interesting for a long time. 
because I had stopped reading Batman for a long time because he was by you know by himself and shit. I was like, oh, okay, he's back to this guy again and shit, just being you know, the evil dude. Like I just go read Wolverine for all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I just I, I, I they'll they'll bounce back. I mean, if they got a lot of people there now, they got Jeff Johns who maybe could probably do it. I guess. Um, uh, I have, I have heard pretty explicitly that Jeff Johns will not touch the leadership over there at DC because they don't want him to because he's, again, one of the people that were blamed for the failure of Justice League. Oh, well, and that's why he only has one book over at DC. Uh, he can always come home to Marvel. He can always come home. But uh, you, know. you have to tell me twice. I would love for him to get back to doing Avengers again. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but you know, they're, they'll figure it out. And that 5G thing was, was was shit on toast anyway. Let's keep it real. Like yeah. well, we don't really know yeah. much about it, but it does in concept town sound terrible, yeah. They definitely had a whole article about the whole 5G thing. So they had a they had a whole synopsis of what they want to do in one of the one of the DC present books that they were giving out for free. Mm-hmm. That they wanted to make Wonder Woman the first hero. Um uh, Batman came later and Superman came later. I mean, I have no problem with them saying Wonder Woman was the first hero. You know, that I, I would be, I'll be down for that. But like, when you try to change everything and just like, like, it, it makes no sense. Like, you just got over the whole new 52 thing and then you did the rebirth and you try to bring everybody back to who they were previously. Just leave it at that. Just give us new stories from this point on. You know? Yeah. Right. I mean, I have mixed feelings on the whole topic <clears throat> in general. Because, like, as a fan, Sonny, I can, I can agree with your statements <clears throat> on, like, why you don't like the Dio. But then I also have been, like, doing my research and homework today on, like, all the people over at DC right now that have basically said, like, if it wasn't for, you know, Dan DiDio, maybe a lot of them wouldn't have jobs or wouldn't have been able to move out of DC to do their own thing. And apparently the people that at least worked around him really respected him and maybe didn't like some of his decisions, but overall had, you know, had had respect for the leadership that he had there. Um, I, I dig that. But, you know, at the end of the day, even if you respect somebody and they, they pull in the, 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 the business the wrong way, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you start change. losing a lot of money for a company, <laughs> unfortunately, I think he's, he's only going to be the first. I can't. I can't imagine he's gonna be the only one. Shit, make Darwin um, Cook the fucking run. Let her run that shit. Darwin Cook didn't didn't he pass? Not not Darwin Cook. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Gail Gail Simone. Excuse me. Oh god. No. <laughs> shit. Oh my god. No. I just like that. I I like Gail Simone. I think she's fine. Yeah. Don't 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 go look at her Twitter. My god. She, if you don't like Ethan Van Skyver, then you definitely won't like Gail Simone because they are the exact polar opposites, but in the same way. Oh, <laughs> uh, but she's she's a lot more fun than Ethan Van Skyver, though. That's the thing. Like she'll challenge you, but she'll do it in a respectful way. And I I like that that you can if you you can challenge me, but do it respectfully. Ethan Van Skyver, I've watched him call people like assholes and fuck you and you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've I've seen him say some wild shit that I had to literally unfollow. Right. 
on Facebook because it was like, really? That's how you really feel? <laughs> see, yeah, and, and see, I don't know how you feel about Nick. I feel like we're we're leaving you out here. So how, how do you feel about the artist versus the art thing? So for me, personally at least, I try to separate the two, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, Sonny and I, we certainly have a friend that, that cannot do that. But, you know, let's just say, you know, everyone knows there there's always been allegations for, uh, you know, Michael Jackson, let's just say. Uh, mm-hmm. But you still enjoy his music. Can you enjoy his music and separate the two? You know, the art from the artist? I mean, yes and no. It's definitely a, a split line. I mean, because at one one hand, you obviously you have the fact of whatever they did or who they are as a person. And then you have the fact that also they made great music. I mean, in my personal opinion, I'm going to keep the two separate. Like, that's just how it is. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I like the I like the art and the drawing and all that good stuff. But as a person. No, it's a piece of shit person, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. But then you also have those people who are just literally like, I refuse to read or listen to or or whomever it is, like any of that shit, just because Mm -hmm. of that person's a piece of crap, because they did this and they did that. I mean, look, if you're one person or even if you're a hundred people, who's just not supporting that guy like you're not doing any harm to that person by not listening to the music if it's good music or reading it or looking at it because it's good art or good writing or whatever trust me you're not hurting that person like you think you are right like yeah yeah, you know go ahead i was gonna say like go ahead yeah, they they always let me tell you, I've met some like comic book heroes, and uh, as Sonny knows, I tell this story all the time. I'm sure he's sick of hearing it. Uh, I met my favorite, well, one of my favorite writers at the time, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. I met him twice. The first time <laughs> he was being a total jerk to a little girl. Um ragging on her comic because it had like some water damage on it and he wanted you know she wanted him to sign it he didn't want to sign it uh so that was like my strike one with him and then strike two is he rushed off on fans when he was scheduled to be there uh till a certain time and i i really don't like him as a person i really don't but i'm still reading superman right now You know what I mean? Like I, I can I can try to separate the two. I do like his art, but I do not like him as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quinn's told me about these this Brian Michael Bendis thing. I've been like every time he tells me, I'm like, damn, I want to find a similar story online, but I don't find one. <laughs> I know, and you know what? Both of them were not to say he's lying or anything. Not to say right. he's lying. Or anything. <laughs> But I'm just but like I'm just liar. Remember Baltimore Comic Con, and I just I can't believe it to this day. But then on the other side of that, I also met my favorite singer, and he was so belligerent to fans, and he was so drunk he couldn't finish his set. You know, but still to this day, I still listen to his music. Um, I, I try to separate the two, but that's that's for me. I'm not saying that's for everybody. Right. Um. So uh, you know, maybe we, you know, um. 
and also uh, going back to Dan DiDio, uh, I don't think I ever read a single thing that he actually wrote that I liked. Uh, but I can respect that he kept the company afloat for so long. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, at least, he, he at least he at least tried to do something new. Whether it worked or not is a whole other conversation. But at least he tried new things. Literally, mm-hmm. did he write anything? Like I don't even recall him oh, writing. Oh my goodness! Yeah, hang on. I actually Please have all this. Up. Cause yeah. I'm like, I just know his. I always know him as the guy that hated Robin. Yes. It looks like so, he did a couple of Outsiders. Yep, Phantom Stranger. Uh, he wrote Sideways, and he also did the most recent Metal Men series. And that's only to name a few. But apparently, he was not a writer. He just liked to write sometimes. Uh, well, pretty much so, shit I don't read. <laughs> yeah, and so when uh, when when EVS had his podcast uh, that I was listening to last night, he even mentioned that like Dan DiDio like to have his hands in everything right uh, and that that sometimes led to passion projects and that's why some of those those books came out is because he just wanted to do them right you know he could have he could have mm. assigned he could have assigned them to anybody else but he felt like he <coughs> he had the power to do it and yeah. like i said some of them weren't successful most of them weren't successful but he's tried. a metal Jeez. yeah metal man's never successful yeah, for some reason, for some odd reason, I don't know why. Like, four robots to get their old personalities. One wants to bang the creator, like that writes itself. Like I was saying, why? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think some some characters and uh, in in any medium, you know, in any medium, I think certain characters lend themselves to a certain era, right? Uh, and uh. maybe Metal Men just doesn't work for twenty twenty. It just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just. Yeah. Another thing about Metal Man is it's like they need to find the right writer to yeah. do it. I mean, because it's Shazam. I mean, can, you imagine, and, like, can you imagine like reading Shazam or Superman if they hadn't been some kind of some kind of way modernized? Well, that's what I'm so like yeah, Shazam. Like I can tolerate Shazam now because I think your your guy Jeff writes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like pre- I think he understands those characters. Yeah. Previously, oh my god, I hated Shazam when I was a kid. I thought, I mean, I thought it was cool that a kid can turn into a a, a grown man and be a superhero, but like mm-hmm. reading it was like so it was so fucking dated. And I remember mm-hmm. when Legends, I remember when Legends came out, um, when he was reintroduced to the DC universe again, and I was like, oh, they bringing him back out again. And I was like, oh, this is all right, cool, John Byrne, all right, yeah, he draws Superman, man of steel, this will be cool. And then after a couple issues, it was just like, oh, same old <laughs> shit again. Like he his role, why... his role game was yeah. garbage. <laughs> I mean, this is why I try not to crap on some things that you have like a soft spot in your heart for, because I like I know for you especially, Sonny. Um, you know, you you grew up in that prime time to be reading like early Image stuff or like Wildstorm stuff from the '90s. But like, my God, man, I I know there's no convincing you, but if you could just read those first issues with fresh eyes, being you know in your mid twenties. I don't think you're gonna look at those the same because I read all those stories and go, "Wow, this is so dated." Oh, you mean you like know? the young, my young blood exception, young blood. Uh, bat, I mean, I'm uh, talking about any of those: Wild Storm, Young Blood, all that stuff. Yeah, like, Young Blood, like Wild Storm. Great, it was a great product of the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, not, not anymore. Yeah, I would never say Young Blood is like the best thing since fucking yeah. X Men. Uh, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the X Men Dark Phoenix saga shit. Like it's he tried. To, that's the thing about Rob Liefeld. He tried to. He tried his fucking best 
to make like, oh yeah, I want to make this new X Men team. It's gonna be cool, but it, no, that shit, like you said, it's a product of style. Like I love them. Like every once in a while, we go to we go to the store and I'll pick one up for like twenty five cent and be like, oh, this is fucking cool. And then you'll never hear me talk about it again. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I got excited when he goes sell the rights to Brigade because I loved Brigade and shit because I thought those characters were written written very well, but you know. It never went anywhere. Like the stories that he wrote himself in a circle with a lot of stuff that he wrote. But you know, you know what kind? You know what uh, <clears throat> publishing company I think still lends itself to the voice of today. I think Milestone still does. I don't, I don't think Mil- Milestone has aged that badly. Uh, Milestone's a bit dated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Milestone's a bit dated because. I mean, static, obviously not, but like all the other characters are dated, dated as hell. Like blood, blood, with like all them being bang babies, and some of them was crack babies, and yes, that was the product of his time back then. With like you know the crack epidemic and Dwayne McDuffie putting his own political spin on certain characters. Yeah, Um, I I don't think it's as bad as reading like some Wildstorm stuff these days. I think I think a lot of the, the underlying <laughs> about like the struggles of them of like being minority is still there and still prevalent. It's still prevalent, but though it's like woof. Mm. Like it's yeah. like it's it's like shit shit I ain't said since fucking middle school. And that was twenty five almost thirty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Man, well like, uh, you guys that, that'll make it for a moment 30 years ago <laughs> okay, I haven't had 30 years of life yet so I'll tell you when I get there <laughs> but uh you guys ready to hop into uh your comic picks this week let's do it all right Nick you want to lead us off I know that you haven't had much to say today <laughs> sure I'll lead us off um so I have read um, Deceased Unkillable. I want to talk about that. And then also um, I wanted to talk about, I know Sonny has read the, I think it's called, was called Superman Heroes or something like that, where uh, hmm. Superman reveals his identity. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. True. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, anyway, so I think it's what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so Deceased Unkillables, uh, was definitely really good for starting to the side story. Um, yes. fucking amazing. Uh, didn't see the little twist that they threw in there coming with, uh, um, Deathstroke, you know, not being able to be killed. Like, once they got him, I was like, oh, shit, that's a weird way to start the book. But then it was just like, oh, he didn't turn. Weird. OK, right. Yeah. Um, But just the whole starting of it was just epic and it's always bloody and always fucking gruesome. And I love it. About yeah. That. Then the art, too, the art was very good, too. Yes, I'm absolutely in love with the art for sure. Um, yeah. And then for. um red hood to go in there and find batman and nightwing and robin just oh. dead oh it heart, just tore my breaking. heart out yeah yeah heart 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 heart. Out. yeah you but gotta thank, get on that corner yeah oh, thank thank, I still, thank I, god i still need to read uh deceased unfortunately 
I really like to support my local comic shop, but they have not had any copies of it as of lately. Oh. Mm. Uh, which is a good thing because I guess that means they're selling out. But yeah, I'd like to get my hands on that at some point. Yeah. Um, thank thank God Ace was still alive though. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, it was dope. The Ace was alive and shit. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. And the, they left on a little bit of a cliffhanger where they found a orphanage, and you know we'll see what happens on the next issue. But uh, going did into you read... oh sorry no go ahead no, did you read did you. Did you read that other um, deceased book? That other side story book mm, with um, so. with Mister Miracle. Um, uh, I'll say Johnny Fairplay. What's his name? Mister Terrific. Mister Terrific. Um, Johnny yeah. Fairplay. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. When I think about Mister Terrific, I always want to call him Johnny Fairplay. That dated. <laughs> how many how many issues was it because i remember reading something else um i think it was i think it was like three issues three or four issues one or the other maybe I, it may have been two i don't know i think i did sure <laughs> yeah so those friends are from that book because mm. gotcha. when, when you read it she's like yeah someone strong came and locked us in here and it said stay here oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right that's right that's right um Oh shit! But yeah, I'm excited for that second issue, and then the whole uh, Superman, whatever your heroes or whatever you want to call it. Um, there was it was good. Um, definitely think that you know there's going to be some fallout for this in the DC universe. Um, I also think that it's going to bring a lot of problems for Batman, Wonder Woman, and everybody in the surrounding uh justice league and all of that you know um and obviously it's going to bring a lot of issues with his personal life i mean yeah people aren't going to mess with him because they know now he's superman but then there's people that also are going to mess with him (laughs) right like i i I just i just think it definitely is going to create for a good story um i do also have very strong opinion that i'm glad they did it with superman because Come on, guys. I know it was done a long time ago, but glasses is not fooling anybody. Stop it. Right. Stop <laughs> glasses, glasses and your posture. <laughs> right, right. Oh, like, can I um <laughs> I, I want to interject here for a minute. It just made me think, again, going back to that podcast I listened to yesterday. I did not know that. Do you know how like crazy like how crazy uh changed Superman looked during the new fifty-two? Yes. So I learned yesterday while uh while while Ethan was talking on his podcast that apparently that was a whole rights issue. Apparently hmm. the spit curl had to go away and so did the underwear because they were having legal battles in court. That's, I just find that really interesting that something as stupid <laughs> as that couldn't be used at the time. Everyone thought it was just a costume change. Apparently that was a legal thing. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Crazy. I'm one of the few people that love this new costume. No, I love that costume. Yeah, and I love that he didn't have a split curl. Yeah, and I and I think that's funny that at a time where they were already trying to make some uh, changes to make it more modern, that the yeah. things that went because of a legal issue were the things that worked. Out <laughs> <in the DC. laughs> right. Yeah, I definitely the, the, the suit him him changing his suit and whatnot was like a plus for me. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was how it took us so long to get rid of this underwear, but 
Well, he got right. him back now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a what a redesigned kind of new suit with like the little wrist things on his wrist. His yeah. like he, yeah, like little subtle things, but you know it's Superman, so whatever. Yeah, and the belt is not a belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. uh, but uh, that's it for me, Quinn. Go ahead. Uh, so Sonny and I will probably want to talk this talk about this one together. Uh, New Mutants number seven was so sad for me. <laughs> I love <laughs> this book, but it was so sad for me. And I'll tell you why before I even get into why I love this book. Uh, I know so, why you're saying. It's split between two different writers and every other <laughs> issue of, is what, you know, so Jonathan Hickman writes an issue and then, um, why can I not think of his name right now? It is Duggan. Jer- Jerry Duggan. Jerry Dugan, yeah. I, I think Dugan, Dugan. Um, yeah. they, and so they trade off. But they both have separate teams of New Mutants. One is the original <laughs> team that Jonathan Hickman does, and then there's another group of New Mutants that are on Earth that Jerry Dugan does. Now, yeah. this issue was the ending of Jonathan Hickman's tenure on the book. Hasn't expressly come out and said that, but we have solicits all the way up until June, and there is no more Jonathan Hickman writing on New Mutants. So I have a feeling he's focusing in on X-Men, which I'm fine with, but I'm really sad that this story, even though it was really, really good, was like, felt like it was rushed. Uh, So it starts out with a recap of everything that's happened. (laughs) But during the recap, they tell you some things that didn't actually happen in a past issue. And then another character pops up and tells tells us that apparently we we jumped too far ahead. And so they were going to continue on from there. And I was just like, dang, did they really just like, did Jonathan Hickman run out of time or something? It was just like, I was going to do two issues, but we're only going to do one, so let's do it this way. (laughs) It was really funny how they put it together. But I was really sad that that's how we were getting the end of his New Mutants thing. Um. But man, that issue was so good. Okay, so Nick, I, I'm going to do a terrible job explaining, so I'm going to need some, Sonny's help. So usually during, you know, in a comic, you see a battle. <laughs> um, in this book, there's just a white page filled with numbers and tell you that you need to get out some D6. <laughs> some D6. <laughs> yeah, that's just <Well>, funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the, page, the, page, the page explains that any other comic book mm-hmm. would spend 17 pages showing you the fight, but instead you get to decide the outcome. <laughs> uh-huh. And so and so on one side of the column for every for every like a uh, pip on a D6, so like a one on the left side of the column will be all the new mutants. So like one will be cannonball, two will be magic, three will be uh, sunspot four will be wolvesbane and then on the on the on the right side you have all of bad guys all the imperial guard and so what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to like put this into a bracket system and you roll a d6 and it's going to be this character versus this <coughs> character and then whoever gets the highest <coughs> gets to win mm. that fight and gets to move on until you're left with one character <laughs> huh. and i thought it was really funny and i really wanted to take a picture of it and for us to do it together. 
because uh, I've seen some of our comic buddies out there posting on Facebook telling us who their winner was, and I thought it was really interesting the way that they did that. Right. Um, so it was really funny. I haven't actually gotten a chance to sit down and actually do that. It would be really funny that uh, it was really it was really clever how the book handled a fight that really wasn't ever there. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it was a really cool, uh, it was a really cool ending to, like, the original, um, team of characters. Uh, some of them are gonna be going into Jerry Dugan's book. Uh, Cannonball and Sunspot, I believe, are gonna be on, what is the name of that planet? Chandelar? Is that how you pronounce that? Salandra. Salandra. like that. Um... So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was really cool. Um, I'm gonna miss Rod Reese's art too because I really liked his art for that book. Yeah, he was. Uh, that, that uh, he tried to go Bryce Skitzwitz. <laughs> yes. Sankowitz. Yeah. Bill Sankowitz. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the book was really cool. I think I'm gonna keep reading because I also liked Jerry Dugan's half of the story. Um, so this isn't a book that I'm gonna put down. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And then um, I was also kind of doing some research this week. One of the books that I really liked from Marvel was Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, when um, when Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw were on that book. Um, I really, really loved that book. And I found out they did another book together over Image Comics called God Country. And man, so I, I sat down and I read that over uh, on uh, Friday. And I sat down and read that book, and it's about this um, uh, this this older gentleman who has dementia, and basically one day a twister a twister hits his house, and in the middle of this twister, a uh, like a galactic sword falls out of the sky, and it's like a sentient a sentient sword, and so when he touches this sword, it kind of imbues him with it, with power, and also kind of fixes his mind while he's holding the sword. Oh and, yeah, yeah. I remember this story you told me about. Yeah, so I finally <laughs> got to sit down and I got to finish it. And so basically this alien race who the sword actually belongs to belongs to like their next king that they haven't appointed yet. Um they're you know, so they're coming to claim the sword and you know, this this old stubborn guy from Texas basically tells him to get off his land <laughs> <laughs> and uh and he ends up taking out these uh you know these this uh pretty much this galactic empire that's coming for the sword because like i said the sword is sentient so it can actually talk and it was actually happy with being with somebody who wasn't stubborn and has a lot of hubris and you know like a lot of our world leaders you know stuck up and arrogant and he was like oh okay finally somebody who might actually like you know not abuse my power that would be awesome all right (laughs) But, uh, it, it was it was really really cool and apparently that's where that friendship came in with uh donny cates and jeff shaw and apparently now they're both at marvel and they're both getting work and i'm really loving it um so that was a really cool book uh it's only one graphic novel six issues uh it's a one and done thing and it was really it was really neat uh definitely recommend if you guys like um if you guys like sci-fi mixed with a little bit of like uh southern uh southern charm i guess is the way i'm trying to say it yeah that's um, what you say th- th- yeah <laughs> this this book's probably going to be for you it, it, it's it's way out there and crazy and i love every minute every minute of it and i kind of understand now why his stuff at marvel works he knows how to make a tight story and i love that yeah 
But uh, I guess let's uh, pass that over to you, Sonny. What did you read this week? Um, I think I read a lot of the same stuff you guys read. I read the uh, the New Mutants. I thought New Mutants was hilarious. Um, yeah, like the whole story between like the the, the bromance between Sam and and uh, Roberta was just like oh, fucking so much fun. Like I want if they do a if they come if they bring them over to the Marvel universe, I want them to have a TV show just those two. Like they're yeah. they're so funny and shit. Like it's, it's crazy. Like um like a lot of stuff and the issue of Wolfsbane. Like a lot of I read a lot of stuff about people complaining about how they portray Wolfsbane in the book about her licking balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the ball was uh was like a like an alien, right? But she did it twice though. She licked the ball yeah. in the one in the one in this and there was like a creature, and then. Xavier and Lalandra's daughter came and she turned into a ball and right. then she licked the ball too. <laughs> and she was like, why did she just lick me? She said, I don't know. And then she like walked away and you saw Wolfman give it a wink and a gun and she like, <laughs> it's like weird. Yeah. Like what is going on with her? And she like, I think maybe she got some, 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 they, they took away all this shit that happened to her previously before she was, you know, brought back because, you know, she died a horrific way. And they brought her back. Maybe she's just like carefree again. Like, oh, whatever. You know, she's happy I mean, to be the alive. Book had a lot of, the book had a lot of needed humor. I thought the, the funny thing about like uh, Cannonball and Sunspot is like at the end of the book, uh, Cannonball decides he wants to like stay on that planet with his wife. And, you know, so, uh, so Sunspot's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll stay here too. And he's like, yeah, my wife said we can't live together. <laughs> Oh yeah, but I'm but but I'm literally staying here. I'm I'm staying here. Like, what do you mean? Uh, oh, I bought the building. <laughs> like, I bought the building and shit. Like, that rich? Uh, you can say so. <laughs> like, right, that and, uh, <coughs> what was the mantis lawyer that was really bad at his job? Was really funny towards the, the beginning of the of the book. Yeah, he was fucking terrible. Yeah, what you mean, Ringo, Ringo, Ringo? Like, <laughs> no, you know who it reminded me of? Uh, Nick, he reminded me of Bob Odenkirk <laughs> as a space lawyer. <laughs> really? He, I think he might be a Ringo more than anything, the way he looked. But I guess you're talking about behavior <laughs> well, wise, I guess. You, yes, behavior wise, he looked like one of those those uh lawyers you're gonna see on like late night television that like could may or may not be very shady. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, any, anything else that you read? Oh, oh, the the other thing about the book that you left out his romance with Deathbird and shit. Oh my god! Yes, that was so funny. Like him narrating himself talking about Deathbird. He's like, I came to her rescue, I saved her, and I did. Then I was captured, and they beat me up, and then she came to save me, and then she kissed me, and then she punched me. And then she kissed me and again. Kiss me again. <laughs> yeah. But he turned into Deathbird. Like he's telling the story, though, Nick, right? He's telling the story. Mm -hmm. And he turns around, looks at the camera. She turns around, looks at the camera, like it did not happen that way. I'm like, okay, <laughs> she she punched me a couple times, but we did kiss. Like, can I just can we get Sunspot his own book? Like, I just want that all day. All day long. <laughs> well, what's so funny is that, like, that's not a side of, like, Jonathan Hickman's writing we see a lot. Right. Like, he writes a lot of, like, really self-serious books, and so now we know that he has a really good sense of humor. 
Oh my god! Um, like he, he's that's that's doing Deadpool better than Deadpool does Deadpool. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that you book know, was very self <coughs> without saying like, yeah, I understand that I'm in a comic book. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's uh, like. <sighs> but other than that, new uh, mutants. Oh, yeah. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get new mutants. New mutants is is really good. Um, but the other book I read was um, I read Unkillables, like Nick did. We we pretty much agree with everything with that book. Um, the last about Wolverine, bro, come on now. <laughs> oh, Wolverine. So yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, don't about Wolverine yet. Don't get me because it was just like a basic Wolverine book, which is sad to say. Um, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. It was just like mm-hmm. it's one of those. It started off like a mystery. The the uh, X Men are they on a mission and. Uh, everybody's beat the shit. Like, not even beat the shit. They all dead. Only person that's alive is Wolverine. So he's going through his memories, trying to remember what happened or whatever. And he just remembers that he killed the X Men again. Jesus. Like he he killed them. He they all died because of him. Mm-hmm. So they you find out in the end of the book that somebody mind controlled him, and they killed the X Men. But he knows they can be brought back. But it doesn't it doesn't take away the pain that he killed his friends. Right. You know, and then the next part, the next issue was, I mean, not the next issue, but the next part of the book, stories in one book. The next part of the book, uh, Omega Red tries to come through the gates to 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 find, um, uh, what's the word I want to say when you want to, asylum. He wants asylum. Mm-hmm. So he tried to bring him in with asylum. Wolverine's like, get him the fuck out of here. Magneto was like, no, we got to blood our brothers and sisters do such and such. He was like, well, I'm you guys made me the guard commander for a reason. I don't want him here. He's like, can you just investigate and see what's going on first before you make that judgment call? Right. Wolverine goes to the gate where Omega Red comes through, and he's like, he see all these dudes, and he's like, they fucking tires and shit. So now oh, I, was, I said, so now Wolverine has to deal with vampires. Um, <laughs> Omega Red, he's partnered up with Dracula. It's like a whole thing, so I got a feeling that all this shit is going to tie in with the with the Avengers book that I was telling Quinn about. All that because because mm-hmm. they they got to deal with they got to deal with Squadron Supreme, the Drac, the Empire Nation. Um, what's Winter the other crew? The Winter, the Winter Guard, because you got Omega Red. It's gonna it's something's going to have to go back to that too at some point because he yeah. was there too at some point. He was there with them, so I think they're trying to tie it all together with that, which is which is dope for me because you know. More, you show me some more blade shit. I'm good. Like Blade and Wolverine teaming up again. It's always a good thing. Right. But Wolverine was Wolverine was good. But I think the best book of that of that I read was the New Mutants one. That one hit me the most. It hit me hardest. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but that's well, all I gotta I mean, say. <laughs> oh, you're good. All right. Well, I guess we're good to wrap it up here today. Uh, yeah, a shorter episode for sure. Uh, we spent most of our time on Dan DiDio. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I guess that'll be a developing story. We'll probably come back to at some point. Yeah, there'll be some more shit to probably come out this week about it. More creators talking and uh, did Dio, die Dio, audio, die Dio, me to be <laughs> dead, die Dio, okay. ditto. Damn, ditto. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening to Comics Collective episode number 19, the White Castle episode or the Black Castle if you're sunny. 
Um, my name Black is Nick. Hats. I'm Quinn. And this is Sonny, Black King. <laughs> Remember to always hang up there.